Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum It's a beautiful Tuesday morning on our program, The Bliss of Marriage. I see my beloved engineer, Haji Suleiman Esop. He's in a good mood. Uh, MashaAllah, this Tuesday morning, Yomu Thulatha. Arafat bin Ibrahim, Hatia is the name. My beloved, wonderful listeners of Sirius FM and my beloved, wonderful listeners of Merkaza Sahaba, uh, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. Uh, 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. 3132 plus 27847863132 well it's time for the bliss of marriage let's welcome our beloved senior respected honorable fadilatul ustad hazrat malana mufti abdul qadir hussein hafizahullah ustad welcome to the uh, uh, to the bliss of marriage this tuesday morning assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh ustad wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Barakallahu feekum ma'arafat, jazakallahu khairan. Ustad is a brother who wants some, uh, some advice. He says that Mufti Sab, my wife and I are going through a divorce. I said I will leave her, but of course will not utter or write the words of divorce to her. I will continue to support her, but I will remarry and move out. I mean, is this acceptable, Ustad, anonymous brother? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihil kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, today is the 20th of Rabi'ul Akhir, 1444. The way I understand your question is this. You are married for 10, 12, 15 years. You have children. And now your marriage has turned sour. But at the same time, you say you want to take another wife, but you will not utter the word talaq and divorce, nor will you write it out. But you will continue supporting her. That is your first wife and so forth. So is this and the children as well. So is this acceptable, permissible? No, it's absolutely haram. The Qur'an Sharif states that in Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse number 129, Now it means you will be leaving your wife just suspended. You will not be sleeping by her. You will not be fulfilling her conjugal rights. She cannot get married to anybody else because you are not prepared to give her an issue, the divorce, the talaq. So you're just leaving her suspended, hanging in the air. So how can that ever be permissible? In that case, the way what you are suggesting, you are the zalim and the oppressor and the transgressor. Every minute, every day that passes by, you will be cursed by Almighty Allah for treating your wife in such a manner. Either you keep her and you take another wife and then you deal with both of them with justice. And if you can't do that, then stick to your first wife and that will be my advice to you. If you fear you cannot do justice, then keep the old wife old is gold. And third scenario, if you really fed up, then issue one talaq buy-in and one divorce to her, your first wife, and then she carries on with her life and you carry on with your life. And obviously all the expenses will be upon you regarding the children and so forth. And for your ex-wife, you will have to pay for her during the maintenance period, the idd period, and so forth. So these are the options. My brother, think 
properly what you are doing. You must remember this, that when you're going to issue the talaq and you have two, three, four children, tomorrow when they grow up, they will look at you in the eyes and ask you, Oh, Abi, oh, Abi, oh, father, why did you divorce mother? And remember that the mother will have custody over the children. So you want your children to be grown up and, you know, their formative years were a single parent. Do you think you're really doing justice to your children? Just paying for them and you're not there as the fatherly figure. So think properly. My advice to you, don't ever issue the talaq, but you must fulfill the rights of your wife because Quran Sharif teaches us was sulhu khair, reconciliation is the best. Surah 4, chapter 4, verse 128. I think the brother is not understanding. He says, Ustad, that he is not going to give the talaq. He's got two beautiful daughters, Ustad. But of course, he will remarry. That's what he says, Ustad. Yeah, but that's the point I'm making. You say you're not going to divorce her but you are going to get married, meaning you will neglect this first wife. It means you know, nothing you will do with her. You won't spend time with her. You won't do justice between the two wives. So it means you are a big, big sinner. You're a zalim. Then Quran, the hadith of Nabi alayhi salam says, Man kanat lahu imra'atan, whosoever have two wives, wa ila ihdahuma, and he favors one. So you're going to favor the second one over the first one. And then, you will come the day of Qiyamah and your whole body will be bent one side. The hadith in Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, various compilations. So what you're suggesting, brother, is totally haram and not permissible. Let's go to overseas Ustad. It says, my neighbor died, Mufti Sab. He was very old and sick. I met his wife and she said, at least he's resting in peace. My question is, what am I supposed to say in this situation? They are non-Muslim family. Ustad. Remember that obviously you can't be making statements like rest in peace or Allah Ta'ala give him paradise or Jannatul Firdaus. Our constitution is the noble Quran. Surah 9, chapter 9, Surah Tawbah, verse 84. When a non-Muslim person, male or female, is alive, you make dua for them that Almighty Allah blesses them with Islam and Iman. But once they have died as non-Muslims, kuffar, or mushrikeen, polytheists, idol worshippers, then obviously we can't pray for them. وَلَا تُسْوَلِّ عَلَىٰ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ مَا nor can you go to the cemetery graveyard of the non-Muslim nor can you participate in memorial services all this are absolutely totally haram in Islam so you can offer condolences that you know that you tell her that yes you must be missing him and words like that and so forth just to show that you are also you understand helping her during this time of grief for her and so forth but to pray like words like rest in peace or Allah give him Jannatul Firdaus and paradise all that totally unacceptable and not permissible somebody says here honorable respected Mufti Saab I am married in community of property but my husband abuses me too much his house and cars are on my name Ustad I want out can I claim everything because he made my life a misery I want to file for divorce in court advise me Ustad Remember, this is a three-part question. First part is this, that you and your husband are married community of property, meaning in assets and liabilities, everything you are 50-50. So Islamically, you must remember to register your marriage like this is not permissible unless you'll agree from the start that for real you are partners in everything. Number two is this, why did your husband do all these things? That the house is on your name, the car is on your name, the business Allah alone knows, maybe that also is on your name and so forth. Was it for tax purposes? Was it for any other reason and so forth and so on? But you say also that you know that in reality it does not belong to you. If he gave it to you as a gift, then it belongs to you 100%, for example, the car or the house and so forth. So we have to ascertain what was the real rationale and reason. 
if it was a gift to you, then it's yours. Finish and clear. He can't take it back and so forth. And if it was just for tax purposes and you know that it doesn't belong to you, but just on paper he did that, now Allah forbid if a divorce takes place, so remember that what is yours is yours, what is his is his, and so forth and so on. And what he did just for tax purposes, then you also will have to admit that it doesn't belong to you, it will belong to him. So that is where you are. My advice to you all will be wherever you are, both of you, husband and wife, go to your local ulama, go to your local jamiats and so forth, because these are issues both parties need to be present, and then you can pass a proper verdict and come to a proper understanding. Our message for all times, all places will be that go to the one before that, and what is that? was reconciliation is the best surah 4 verse 128 remember your husband must apologize to you and the children if he's ill-treating them and he must learn a lesson as well so in that way there you can go home to your parents place one two weeks three weeks one month holidays are coming and you tell him you will return and these are the conditions you will return with and if he violates the conditions, then one talaqe buy-in will take place. So there are many ways you can solve the problem. So therefore, I'm suggesting best is you go to your local ulama, but both parties must be present. Mm. Ustad is a student of Dean who's 19 years of age. She will be getting married, inshallah, in three weeks' time. She wants to know Muftisab, what's Muftisab's fatwa. Should she also get married in community of property or not? Do you think it's healthy or not in today's times, Ustad? Remember that all of you are getting married this week, next week, two weeks' time, three weeks' time, whatever the case might be. Every Friday, with the help and mercy of all my Jalla we have a program. Moana Arafat conducts it and hosts it between 10 and 10.30 Friday morning regarding the Elan and the announcement of Nikah. He Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Hadith in Tirmidhi A'alinun Nikah announce the Nikah. It must not be a secret matter, a secret affair. Wajaluhu fil masajid and perform the nikah in the masajid in the mosque. So it shows that that is what you should try and do. Sister, you say you are a taliba and so forth and so on. So why do you want to get married, community of property? You feel that if the marriage fails, then you can claim 50% of the assets of your husband. But that is not permissible Islamically. So Islamically, my sister, you perform the nikah and everything. And if and when you register your marriage, you register it A and C. ANC nothing to do with the government. ANC means anti-neptual contract. What is yours is yours. What is his is his, excluding without the accrual system. So two things you must take cognizance of. One is ANC and one is without the accrual system. And then that will be permissible and you can draw up an Islamic world and there won't be any problems and so forth. What you are just suggesting, remember that you are going to go into this nikah and enter it, a new phase, a new stage in your life, but you're entering it negatively and not positively. So that is dangerous because you must remember when you enter into something negatively, then sometimes the whole thing will become negative. After six months, one year, two, three years, your nikah breaks and so forth. So whenever that thought comes, read A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitani Rajeem and keep on reading Turaqat Salat inshallah and Rabbana Hablana Min Azwajina Wadurriyatina Qurrata Ayun and read Ya Wadud Ya Wadud you my daughter my sister you're going to get married you seem happy if your parents are happy he's happy then make Bismillah Alhamdulillah and don't allow negativity to come and ma such a happy and nice occasion inshallah Amin 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 somebody says Muftisab my husband husband buys PlayStation for the children without Mashura Ustad. But then he goes out with friends and I have to discipline the kids Ustad. 
Today, the big problem regarding parenting, there are many, many potholes. Let's use that word. There are many, many potholes. You know, South Africa, that everywhere you will find potholes. One day we were in the plane, we were flying to Durban, and then the steward or somebody announced and said there's a delay for one hour. But we're in the plane, now we're wondering why. Then they could see that, you know, we all were upset and frustrated. Then they said that on the runway here in O.R. Tambo Airport, there is a pothole. So imagine South Africa's busiest airport and Africa's biggest airport, you find potholes there in the runway. So they said all the planes are going to line up now in the alternate runway and will be standing in the queue and one by one they'll take off from there. Therefore, it's a delay there. So now you got potholes here. So you must remember. So what are the potholes in the parenting? And the parenting is this, that husband thinks is not his responsibility. It's just the wife's responsibility. So that is mistake number one and haram to do that. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu ay iman walo o you who believe Allah jalla is addressing the husband wife the father mother directly ku anfusakum wa ahlikum nara chapter 66 verse 6 save yourself and your children from the fire so whose responsibilities is a joint responsibility one two Parents today don't want to spend quality time with their children. They want to buy the love, not share the love. So that's why your husband, he said, let me buy PlayStation. Let me buy this gadget, this gadget. Then the children will be busy and I can go and play golf with my friends and my, you know, associates. Whether they're playing golf on the golf course, whether they're playing golf with some woman, Allah alone knows, you know. So therefore, all these are very, very dangerous things. Third one, you as a wife, when your husband is in a good mood, you know you married to him five, ten years, and you alone, not in front of the children. You must explain all this to him, that we had our moments of joy. Allah has blessed us with these two, three children, but now you dump all the responsibility on me. You as a father, what is your role in the children's upkeeping, in the children's formative years, and so forth? Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ma nahala walidun nahlan ahsana min adabin hasan. The best gift, O oh father, O oh parents, you can give your children is good character, good manners. But you're not there. So how are you going to do that, O oh father, Habib, O oh father? So therefore, we are shirking our responsibilities. And tomorrow, we will be questioned about this. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'ulun an Every one of you is a shepherd. And the shepherd will be questioned regarding his flock and regarding his subordinates. So that is where we are today. So you need to have a discussion and you must learn what is parenting and bring up the children. It's a joint responsibility. It can't be just dumped onto the mother and the father goes and this is my shop and my job and my golf and my sports and all these things here and we don't share any quality time with our children. That is the job of people who are zalims and Mm. oppressors. Allahu Akbar. Ustad, overseas, Mufti said, my doctor says that my child will born without a stomach and I have a choice of abortion. My hubby wants his child. What should I do? Because I won't be able to see my child suffer in this world. Anonymous mommy, Ustad. Remember what the doctor says is also just an opinion. It's not some wahi and revelation and so forth. I know of so many cases the doctor told the parents, told the mother that the child will be abnormal, special child, this need, that need, and he will not be intelligent. He will have this problem. So all the so leave the doctor out and everything. You and your husband turn more and more to all Allah, Jalla wa and read chapter 37, verse 100. You know Surah Yasin is Surah 36. After Surah Yasin, Surah Sofar, chapter Surah 37, verse 100. Now listen to the translation I make for you. Rabbi, the dua of who? Khalilullah Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam. 
Rabbi habli min as-salihin. Oh, beloved Allah, grant me pious children. Number one. Second translation, Rabbi habli min as-salihin. Oh, Allah, grant me normal children. Both translations are acceptable. So you turn more and more to Allah, Jalla wala. Give our charity daily, and Allah will bless you with a handsome son, beautiful daughter, inshallah, Aziz. And there won't be complications, inshallah, with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla wala. Somebody says, Ustad, that uh, a couple were married for a year, uh, and, and a week ago, the husband gave the wife one talaq and walked out he has blocked her and her and her and her entire family he does not want to reconcile is she now in Idda to start remember the previous question one point that we need to mention abortion is haram and abortion is akin to murder in islam so remember in islam feticide is haram and infanticide is haram Feticide, while the baby is in the womb of the mother, you go and kill the fetus, that is haram, abortion. And infanticide is haram, the baby is born, and then you go and kill her, because remember, she belongs to the wrong gender, it's not a boy, but it's a girl, like the Arabs used to do, and some countries even today they are doing that. وَإِذَا الْمَوْؤُودَةُ سُئِلَتْ بِأَيِّ ذَنْبٍ قُتِلَتْ Tomorrow on the day of justice, the daughter will be questioned, why were you killed? What crime did you commit? So all these issues we must understand. Here the scenario is the husband-wife married for one year. It seems it was not a happy marriage from the start. They were roused ructions. And then the husband decided to divorce his wife. Whether it's one divorce, whether it's two divorce, whether it's three divorce. So the divorce of talaq is valid. And then he blocked the ex-wife, blocked the family, his in-laws. He made them outlaws and so <coughs> forth. And in the case like that, 100% from the day he uttered the talaq, the divorce or wrote it out from that day already you are an iddat and the iddat according to the Hanafi scholars and Hanbali scholars is three menses so three full menses must take place after the third menses is finished then your iddat expires وَالْمُطَلَّقَاتُ يَتَرَبَّصْدَ بِأَنفُسِهِنَّ ثَلَاثَةَ قُرُوءٍ Chapter 2 verse 228 so Hanafis translate Quru as menses and the Hanbalis as well. According to Shafis and Malikis, it means three periods of cleanliness. So when the third period of cleanliness finishes, then the Iddat will expire. If you, sister, when your ex-husband divorced you and you were in menses, so your Iddat starts immediately, but that menses is not counted. You must count another three menses and when that other menses so the three and a half, four, whatever it is, finishes, then we will say your iddat has expired. Mm. So we'll start from an Islamic point of view. Is transport a basic necessity or is only food, shelter and clothes a basic necessity between husband and wife who start? It depends what you mean. You must remember that you, the husband, you have to provide for her shelter. You have to provide for her food. That includes medication, everything. You have to provide for her education and so forth, you know, that kana, pina, all these things here. So remember this roti, kapra, makan, the clothing, all that. So when I say education, meaning that when the children grow up and so forth, all their responsibilities will be upon you. Now when you say transport, transport for who? If your question is this, must you give your wife a car? So you buy it and give it to her, there's not, there's not permissible, meaning it's not compulsory upon you that for you to do that Islamically. But it, if you want to do it, but it don't mean she will drive, then her sons can drive or you can drive, but the car will belong to her. 
But here the issue is this, is it compulsory for the Muslim husband to give his wife that a car and you say it's compulsory? That is wrong. You can't say it's compulsory. Then the next issue is this, if you say that now the children have to go to school, madrasa, so who must make all the arrangements? Yes, you must make all the arrangements. Either you, the father, take them, or you have a driver to take them, and so forth and so on. So in that way you solve the problem. So if you mean that, then yes, it will be a need necessity. You can't expect your children to walk every day, plus a country like South Africa, where they are targeting so many children for kidnapping, hijacking. So if you mean that, then it's correct. So we'll start on the same question if it's a divorce, we'll start? So remember, if it's divorced and that, and the wife says you must give a car and so forth, she can't make that demand. You, the ex-husband, you must make all the arrangements for their transport and so forth. So whether you pay for the Uber or whether you pay for the taxi or whether you pay for the bus or whatever, the school bus, madrasa bus, whatever it is, so all that. But she says, no, you must buy me a car because I have to take the children, I have to go here and there. That will not be compulsory upon you. Somebody says, dear Mufti, please include me in dua. Uh, that Allah sends me a spouse that is well suited for me. Inshallah, I mean, I have been married for 16 years and st- struggling to adapt or accept being single now. I make dua, uh, Ustad, uh, all the time myself. I have three children, Ustad. I'm not sure what happened here. One side you say you want to remarry. Other side you say you are married or you were married for 16 years. Then what happened? Did your husband divorce you? Did your husband pass away? We're not clear with that. So if your husband passed away and it happened recently, then you are in iddat and the iddat from time of death is 130 days. And if you want to settle down, you settle down after the expiry of the iddat and waiting period. If it was divorced, then I just gave you the answer now. Then three menses according to the Hanafi Hanbali scholars or three periods of cleanliness according to the Shafi and Malikis. So be that as it may, let's give you the benefit of the doubt, the it that is finished and so forth and so on. So you must start reading Turaqat Salat daily and read Surah chapter 25 verse 74 Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurata'ayun Ya Allah granted such spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes. So in that way, inshallah, Allah ta'ala easy for you and you must tell them very very honestly that you are married for the 16 years 20 years whatever the case is and these are your children and so forth so they must know everything from the start not that you hid certain information and now they come to know so then it becomes a sour marriage because it was not based on integrity and honesty One more question, Ustad. We're going to go for an, uh, for a, an ad break, inshallah. It says, kindly advise me, uh, respected Mufti Saab, I am my father. My wife says I am very vulgar with the kids. And I admit this fault. It is mine, Ustad. I have never raised my hand on my wife and never intend to. I get very frustrated with the kids not listening to me and feel that the wife sides with the kids. And hence, I have to raise my voice and leads to me being vulgar. What do I do to prevent this, Ustad? Remember, brother, that is your problem. Don't try and make it the wife's problem or the children's problem. You need to control your temper. You need to control your tongue. You need to subdue your desires. All that you have to do. Now, how are you going to do that? In our Islamic terminology, we have a term called ghayra. Write it down. Ghayra. Ghayn, ya, ra, ta, marbuta, the round ta. G-H-A-I-R-A-H, Ghaira. Where do we receive and derive this from? Go to the Noble Quran, Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam. He begged Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, chapter 38, verse 35. Rabbi habali mulkalla yambaghi li ahadim min ba'di. Oh, beloved Allah, grant me such a magnificent kingdom. You will not grant anybody such a kingdom after me. So Allah Ta'ala gave him. 
So what he did, you must remember, then one day he went out and he told them, bring the horses, the Arabian horses, this horses, the finest pedigree you could find. And they brought it to him. And then what happened? فقال إني أحببت حب الخير أن ذكر ربي so now my zikr I used to make, my namaz I used to make, all that got so much delayed that maybe I will miss it and so forth. So he then said to his khadim, his workers, Rudduha alayhi, bring it back to me, these horses. Fatafika masham bisuqi wal anaq, he slaughtered the whole lot. You cause all the problem for me, so let me punish you also, and it be a lesson for me also. I must not get so engrossed with the horses and other things. Go read about Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam, chapter number 38, surah 38, and verses 31, 32, 33, so there you will find it. Chapter 38, verses 31, 32, 33. Anbiya alayhi They are protected by divine protection. So from there we derive this. If you really sincere, every time you swearing your husband, your wife, every time you cursing your children and you vulgar with them, using FNBs and all, not First National Bank, the other one, and you are doing all this, so impose a fine upon yourself. That I lost my cool, so 100 rand today. Again, you lose your cool, 200 rand. Again, you lose your cool, 300 rand. In one month, you will become straight like a miswak, my brother. If you are really, miswak means a stick for those of you who don't understand. If you are really sincere, because now it's hitting you hard in the pocket and so forth and so on. So therefore, for you to blame your children, blame your wife, all that is wrong. Blaming them is incorrect and against the Sharia. You and your wife as parents must read Surah 46, verse 15, 1, 5. And that is beginning of the 26 Jews, 26 Subara. وَأَصْلِحْ لِي فِي Ya Allah, bring about reform, piety, goodness in my progeny. So in that way, Allah Ta'ala's help will come to both of you and your children as well. Well, it's uh, 23 minutes to <clears throat> 12. We go, inshallah, for an interval. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaah. Well, it's exactly now uh, 21 minutes uh, to uh, 12. You are tuning in, listening to The Bliss of Marriage. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084786-3132. International Overseas Listeners, plus 2784786-3132. A listener says here, Ustad, Honorable Mufti Sahab, can a Muslim woman take her ex-husband to maintenance court? Because he refuses to pay any maintenance. Ustad, Anonymous. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In Islam, when a woman is divorced, so she for herself is only entitled to maintenance during the Iddat period, the three menses or the three periods of cleanliness, three menses according to Hanafis, Hanbalis, or three periods of cleanliness according to Shafis, Malikis. But some women, Muslim women today, they want to demand maintenance post-Iddat, even after the Iddat expires, and they want to go to court, and that, that is absolutely haram and not permissible. Yes, if they are children, then remember that he, the ex-husband, the father, has to pay for the children, and he has to pay for the rental of the house, he must pay for the rent for the water mm. and lights, he must pay for the, all the expenses, so then that mother is also going to benefit, so that's a separate issue, because she is looking after the children in that house, and so forth and so on. But for herself to go to court and say that the idd that expired and now is not paying, so remember that is haram. 
That's one scenario. Second scenario is after the divorce, straight away he doesn't want to pay. And we, the ulama, the jamiyats, the imams, the sheikhs, call whatever you want to. We are only people who are in a consultation, you know, consultative committee, and we can only give advices. We don't have power to implement. We can't punish because we don't have the jurisdiction and authority. So in a case like that, where you want to go to court because he's not paying the maintenance during the idda, so that will be permissible and acceptable. And if he doesn't want to pay the kids, can she take him to court? And the other one says, yeah, if she stays with her parents, must he support the parents as well, Ustad? So remember, yes, three-part question, that if he's not paying for the children, then remember, by all means, I will definitely advise you go to court so that he must, you must give all his assets and whatever accounts he has, inshore, offshore, all that, so he must pay the maximum amount for the children because is trying to get away with impunity so that's one two if you are living there with your parents you and your children so he only has to pay for the children and the rental and so forth he don't have to pay for your parents he's got nothing to do with your parents your parents are out of his life now they no more his in-laws they're outlaws so for you to claim for your parents that is haram and not permissible mm. subhanallah somebody says here ustad that uh, my brother has a baby with a non-muslim girl they have a child together out of marriage who is in now in icu we advise them for the girl to become muslim and that they make nikah is it the right thing to do the baby is two months old who is very sick in icu please advise us on the way forward Ustad. remember here there are three issues issue number one is this this muslim boy and the non-muslim lady they had an illicit relationship and we all can understand they slept with one another they did everything so that you call zina you call fornication quran sharif addresses this issue surah 24 surah nur and our mother siddiqa sayyida aisha radiallahu anha used to say allimu nisaakum surah nur go open our ustad sheikh muhammad ali sabuni rahimahullah who's buried in istanbul he wrote all these notes remember in rawayul bayan and the tafsir and tafsir that he wrote and in tanwirul adhan he mentions that sayyida umar radiallahu anha wrote a letter to the people of iraq and told them the same advice Teach your female Surah Nur, Surah 24, Al-Limun So when fornication took place, then both parties are guilty. Both parties must be given hundred lashes and you must show no compassion to them. See, Quran is saying, no mercy, nothing. In kuntum tu'minuna billahi wal yawmil akhir. If you believe in all the articles of faith, and it must be done in public, so it will be a deterrent to the public. So that is what Quran is saying. So we finish for one issue, finish. Second issue is this baby, the baby is ma'asum, innocent. The lineage of the baby, whether it's a boy, whether it's a girl, the lineage will go to the mother and not to the father. So remember that as well. Third one is this, what is the way forward? The baby is very sick, it seems, in ICU and so forth. So read Surah Fatiha, Alhamdu, and blow on the baby, and inshallah, give out some charity and so forth. The child will pull through, we also will make dua. Allah, Jalla wala, give the baby boy, right? Mm, let me just double check with that. So I think they said so is a baby boy, whatever it is. So we make dua for him that Allah Jalla Allah grant him complete, complete shifa. So okay, it doesn't matter whether it's a boy or a girl and so forth, but the fact remains that we must make dua for right for the baby. So thereafter you must remember this that now she must embrace Islam. See that lady must embrace Islam. And then Quran goes on and says in Surah 24, verse 3, Azaniyatulayan kihua illa zanin. 
those people who committed fornication, the fornicator and fornicators must get married. So that is what Quran is teaching. So she must embrace Islam first and then you'll get married, but that will not alter the circumstances. This child here, yeah, this baby boy, baby girl, whatever, so the lineage of the child will go to the mother and not to the father. After she embraces Islam, it's a baby so baby girl, mashallah, Allah Taala grant her shifa, a kamil, complete, complete shifa. We make dua for her, give out charity Ameen. also. We also will do that. And remember this: so now her lineage will go to the mother. So after she embraces Islam and after the nikah is performed, then the second, third, fourth child that comes, you know, with 2023, 20, 2024, 20, 25, 27, whatever, so those children will be halal children and the lineage will go to the father. But this child here, her lineage will go to the mother and remember there is no blame on the child. The blame and the son is on both of you. They're the two lovers, you see, the two people involved in this heinous crime of zina fornication make sincere toba cry to all Allah, because la taqadatu min rahmatillah chapter 39 verse 53 never become this illusion in the mercy of all Allah inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a Allah jalla forgives all the sins Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu amirul mu'minin used to say this ayat gives me the most hope and inspiration in the entire noble Quran. Uh, this a sister says that can I celebrate my husband's birthday to keep our spark going with God? So only birthday you will have spark. In the other days, all the spark plugs will be finished. So you <laughs> must remember... You see, your name is Mariam, but your thought process, your thinking is like Mary. Your husband's name is Bilal, but he thinks like Bali. So that's a big problem we have today, that what the non-Muslims, they make important, now you want to make important. So how people were getting married for the past thousand years, hundreds of years, and remember, their spark was connecting with Allah Ta'ala. Their spark was following the tariqa, manner, method, of the Master وسلم, not celebrating some kuffar, you must remember celebrations, birthday has no importance in Islam, it is a Western custom, and for us to adopt the Western customs is totally haram, so what you are saying is totally unacceptable, not permissible. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu used to say, Ijtanibu a'da Allahi fi idihim, stay far, far away from the enemies of Allah, regarding their festivals and celebrations. He, Habibuna Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, used to say, Hadith are authentic in Abu Dawood, Mustafa Ahmad, Man tashabba biqawmin fawa minhum, Whoever imitates the people is from them. So, so many Quranic verses, Surah 5, verse 51, Surah 2 verse 120. So all these Quranic verses are there that these type of actions are not permissible. Hmm. Somebody says here, dear Mufti Sahib, my parents are like this and like that. Why does it always have to be about parents when a couple is married? I am fed up. If I could help it, I would have, I would have disowned them. Astaghfirullah Ustad. Remember, my brother, that you and your wife, you are married, it seems. And it seems your marriage is not going very, very smooth. That is what I read in the situation. Now you want to look for a scapegoat. So you look for your parents. You blame your father or you blame your mother and so forth and so on. And you say you should have disowned them. So my brother, you're already insulting your parents. You're showing them your disrespect and disobedience. Do you know what Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said? Go open Mishka Sharif Bayhaki. I'm reading the whole hadith. Kullu dhambin Every sin, it is the prerogative of all, Allah alone. Either he forgives that person or either he punishes 
punishes that person except disobedience to one's parents Allah will unleash his punishment here in this worldly life for those son and dead daughter and children who are disobedient rebelliousness against towards their parents they will see the power of Allah the punishment chastisement of Allah in this world before death overtakes them that the whole empire of yours will start crumbling so you will wonder what hit you so go read two rakat salah today before Zohar after Zohar whenever is convenient make salah to Tawbah go to your parents or contact them you must ask them for forgiveness if they're nearby go to them kiss their hands and say oh Abi oh Ummi forgive me for all my transgression and all my wrong he Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam said you must do good to your parents wa in zalama wa in zalama wa in zalama thrice the master salam, said even if the parents are wrong you the son and daughter you must reconcile with them you must love them and you must show respect to them so all this is the Islamic teaching and that teaching will remain forever for all circumstances all places all times what's that honeymoon is it permitted in Islam Ustad? Again, another concept that came from the Kuffar. You must remember that people get married and then they want to go to Maldives. They want to go to Mauritius. They want to go to Malaysia. Three M's, you see. Mm. So remember that. Or Mozambique, you understand. Or Malawi. So all these are with M. So they spend one, two weeks there. And then after that, they come back. Then the honey is missing and the moon also is missing, you see. So now everything, now you show your true colors and so forth. So there's nothing like honeymoon in Islam. You must remember, they call it Shahrul Asal in Arabic, the month of honey. So honeymoon and so forth. So there's nothing like that in Islam that it is not sunnah or acceptable when we imitating non-Muslim culture. Mm. I see Ba says here, Ustad, that uh, Ba, my friend is asking, is it okay to lie to your wife just to say her cooking is good, just to prevent arguments? Ba, Ustad. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said three places you give misinformation, disinformation, then it's acceptable. One is you and ABC are not talking. I go to ABC and tell you that XYZ wants to speak to you. But in reality, XYZ is swearing him. But through my misinformation, disinformation, the two of you got united. That was a great deed I did. That person is not a liar who brings about reconciliation, but not with a hundred percent correct information. So it's a great action and permissible. Al-Harbu Khud'a, remember a war is the survival of the shrewdest. So there you can make propaganda, misinformation, disinformation, because it's war situation. And then the third one, Azawj wal Mar'a. And remember the husband and his wife. Your wife cooks something, she tried a new dish, a new dessert, a new, you understand, dish, whatever. And it really didn't really taste nice. But you ate it and told her, oh, my poppy, oh, my darling, oh, my sweetheart, what a wonderful dish is. Not only is it permissible, it's desirable. Then you went for a haircut and the barber made a big mess. You looked like a real clown of the circus. And when you came home, your wife said, Oh, hubby, you're looking so handsome, more handsome than our day of nikah and wedding day. But that is just lip service because in her heart she's laughing. So that's a meritorious action. So that is what Islam taught us on these three occasions. You don't have to be 100% honest. Someone wants to know, does a revert have to spend religious days with their parents 
or let the children visit them just to keep family ties Ustad. Remember when a person embraces Islam, let's say the person was a Christian, then he embraced Islam. So now Christmas comes, New Year comes, he said, no, I'll go to my parents because they're celebrating Christmas, so I want to be totally haram it is for him and for his children. Why? Because once you said you have embraced Islam, then the meaning of it is you have divorced, you have detached yourself from that kufr and from that religion of the past, Christianity, Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, and all these type of things. Similarly, if it is now Diwali coming, you say, no, let's go to the parents in Diwali. It's not permissible that. So remember this, that we have our own celebrations. Yes, go by all means to visit your parents, go visit your brother, sister, who are non-Muslims, but don't go and visit them when it is their festivals, when it is their special religious days. Because if you're going to go there, then the chances of you participating in some things or everything is very, very strong. Quran says, Innakum idam mithluhum. Then you also become part and parcel of that crime. Allah Jalla wala protect us all and preserve our Iman and Islam and let us die with Iman and Islam. Hmm. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, regarding the decoders of Marqas Sahaba, Ustad, are we back on or not? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, last week, Wednesday, we came back on air. Allah, Jalla wala, accept us all. Daily, we make dua. Ya Allah, let us become the, become the beacon of light and the beacon of hope for millions and thousands of people. You saw last night what happened. So many messages Mona Arafat is receiving, I'm receiving. <laughs> Five people embrace Islam whilst the Q&A was on last night at quarter to nine, alhamdulillah. We must place on record our sincerest thanks to Brother Ibrahim Anderson. He's always the ambassador of Islam. He's in Durban. We in Johannesburg, Lanesia, and the sisters are in the holy city of Kimberley. Allah Jalla makes it possible. And then they embrace Islam. And we sent out what happened, how it happened last night with the Q&A. So see, that is Allah Ta'ala's system. So always cry to Allah, beg Allah. Allah Jalla use us for the khidmat of his deen, the service of his deen, right till our last, last breath. And we must thank the capital group as well. And we have to thank all the radio stations. And that is Sirius FM, Brother Faisal Asmal, Yusuf Asmal. And we have to thank the Durban Ansar Radio. because. Amen. So remember, because people listen to them on FM and they get inspired, want to embrace Islam. So all the directors of Radio Ansar also a big, big jazakallah khairan to them as well. So just one more question before we terminate uh, the program. Uh, there's a, a student of Dean. She filed in Darul Ulum Zakaria two years ago. But of course, now she received a proposal from a Hafizab. But a Hafizab came out clean and says that he had a bad habit that he used to smoke weed and zol. So the sister, the student of Dean wants to know, Ustad, what's your advice? Should I say yes or no, Ustad? 100% you must say no. You must remember when people get addicted to mm. this, then 90%, 80% of the time they have a relapse. You must remember that. They go back to the evil habits and so forth. Mm. See, you say you qualified, leave all that. You're not Alima, nothing. You must say you're Taliba. The problem with you ladies, once you start saying Alima, Alima, then I don't say all, but I'll say majority. Of you, you'll start growing horns, you know. You'll start thinking you're alamas now, that you all know too much and so forth. Therefore, the marriages also break many a time. So you must say, I'm a Taliba, I'm a student of deen and so forth. And you are who? Surah 24, verse 26. So you are Tayyiba, you are pure, you are chaste, you are virgin, you are all. And now you should get married to somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Why you want to go get married to someone khabis? Khabis means people who committed fornication or adultery, Allah forbid. People who involved in alcohol or in drugs. People involved in major, major sins. So we need to know that Quran gives them the title that such people are khabis. So that is what advice I'm giving you as my daughter. That you must look for a person who's tayyib. 
you must be pleased, your parents must be happy, and you must be a proper person belonging to Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, not some Shia and Qadiani and Agakhani. Such people are kuffar and out of the fall of Islam. So just refuse it and end of the story. No more chatting, nothing. So all that chatting and whatever you also is haram. So and once you are happy, your parents are happy, then get married immediately tomorrow, tomorrow, next month, next year, at taswifu mina shaitan, delaying, delaying is from shaitan. So Allah Jalla Wala bless you, my daughter and all the sisters and brothers, never lose hope in the mercy of Allah and keep on reading Rabbana, Hablana min azwajina, wa dhurriyatina qurata, yudfarakallahu feek, salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That was our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Mulana Mufti, Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidhullah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.